0: Want to improve your cash flow without increasing your sales or marketing costs? Then stay tuned. You're about to discover some business contract solutions that are easy to implement and that get results. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Brought to you by Business M-O-L-L-C. Welcome. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and some of you know me as the no-nonsense lawyer, and some of you don't know me at all. So let me start by telling you I'm an Ivy League-trained business expert, entrepreneur, and recovering S&P 500 business lawyer. In the course of my 30-plus year legal career, I've written and negotiated thousands of contracts directed hundreds of lawsuits, and managed multi-million dollar legal budgets. I know what buttons to push to get results. I also know what pushes your buttons. I appreciate that you'd rather use your hard-earned money to grow your business instead of your lawyers. That's why my mission as founder of business MO LLC, is to teach you how the law can be used as a risk management tool to minimize risk and maximize opportunity. And that's also why today I spend my time interviewing the great guests that you hear here on Business Confidential Now, as well as providing leadership development to executives, managers, and entrepreneurs. And I do that through my public speaking, consulting, training, and coaching work at Business M.O. LLC, using the methods I honed while teaching at two top-tier MBA programs in the U.S. Duke's Fuqua School of Business and the University of Virginia's Darden School. Now when it comes to improving your business cash flow, contracts are often overlooked as a source for engineering a healthier bottom line. I mean seriously, when you hear the word cash flow, do you immediately think of business contracts? Or does it trigger thoughts of more sales, faster invoicing, ramping up collection of accounts receivable? Now if you pick door number two, you're not alone. Yet your business contracts, when skillfully used, can help you too. Just to be clear, cash flow refers to the total amount of money being transferred into and out of your business. One of my favorite bumper stickers is one that I saw that said, happiness is a positive cash flow. And indeed it is. A positive cash flow means there is more money coming in than going out, that your collected revenues are larger than your outgoing expenses. It's all about liquidity and having more than sufficient funds available to meet your payroll, your other overhead expenses, as well as all of your operating costs. So, okay, how can contracts help you improve your cash flow? Well, in two ways. First, use them and use them in the right way. Now, what do I mean by that? Contracts work only when you use them. And unfortunately, too many small businesses don't use them and then they get disappointed when a handshake turns into a shakedown. You expect one thing and you get something totally different. The smart thing to do is to use a written contract because it can spell out when and how you get paid. That's why it's a valuable tool for improving your cash flow. Substituting a handshake for a written agreement is like using a shovel to cut a piece of wood. It doesn't work very well. Why? Well, because written agreements have more teeth than verbal agreements. A piece of paper doesn't forget. It's evidence of the terms of the deal. A PDF of the signed agreement works as well as any other verified electronic copy of the agreement. It gives you something to take to court if you have to. It gives you a choice. And what all that means for you is that it encourages and promotes accountability for everyone involved. Now, I know some of you are probably saying, wait a minute, Hannah, aren't verbal agreements contracts? Can't they be enforced too? The answer, of course, is yes. But to do that, you're going to have to first prove that there was an agreement and exactly what the terms of that agreement is. Now, let's think about that for a second. You're in the middle of a misunderstanding about deliverables or payment terms when that happens the likelihood of being able to do that identify what the agreement is is pretty slim because if both sides had the same understanding you wouldn't be having that argument in the first place would you? Memories get shaky over time it's a normal occurrence and in the end who you believe boils down to who's more credible not necessarily the facts. Now when you have a contract that's signed by everyone involved it's a shortcut that saves time and it can also be used as a handy reminder if things start to go sideways in the middle of a project. All you have to do is bring out the contract. Hey this is what we agreed to. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I've always said that the best contract is one you negotiate, sign, and never have to look at again because the process of negotiation puts you all on the same page. But just as good fences make good neighbors, a written document is a great reminder of who's responsible for what in a transaction. Now the second way a contract can improve your cash flow is by having your own set of standardized agreements for your routine transactions. Standardization provides consistency from one transaction to the next and that's good for your business. Terms and Conditions of Sale, Terms and Conditions of Purchase, those are common templates that every business, including startups, need. Because to make sure you get consistently paid in a timely manner, it's important to use your Terms and Conditions of Sale whenever you can. So having your lawyer draft a set that you can use in those routine transactions is a smart investment. It can pay handsome dividends because you'll have more control over your payment terms, and that translates into improved cash flow. And it's in those payment terms that contracts can really shine and where procurement professionals, purchasing agents, spend a fair amount of their time negotiating long payment terms in their favor. So take a page from their playbook but flip it to find ways that tighten up and shorten payment terms in your favor. Here's four ways that you can do it. If you're the seller and your standard terms and conditions of sale allow for payment in 60 days, tighten it up. Shorten the cycle to 45 or 30 days to bring the cash in quicker. Another way, provide incentives for quicker payment. For example, offer discounts for payment within 10 days. For accepting your electronic invoice. An electronic invoice saves you the time and trouble of mailing the paper invoice, waiting for the postman to deliver it. It probably speeds up the processing of the invoice by your customer too and that means cash gets into your bank account sooner rather than later. A variation on that is to accept electronic payment, another time-saving incentive that improves cash flow and puts the money in your bank account sooner. Now I appreciate there are some entrepreneurs and small business owners that are still reluctant to use written contracts. They may think it takes too much time to negotiate, they don't want to sound needy, Or my personal favorite that the buyer has a standard purchase order so you don't need your own terms and conditions of sale well let me take each of these separately first if you think that negotiating up front is time consuming think about how much time it will take to collect your money if there's a dispute down the road and no written agreement right it's your word against theirs it's time in court if you have to go that route or you don't get paid Now, if you don't care about getting paid, and you can work for free, fine, that's your choice. But then you're a charity, not a business. The willingness to negotiate means you value what you bring to the table. It's a sign of professionalism, and it's something that's expected. When you drop the ball on that, and you roll over, you look like an easy mark. Now that's your choice asking for what you want is not needy at all provided you present it in a way that demonstrates value to your customer and as for the buyer's so-called standard agreement remember it's their standard not yours expect it to be lopsided it could be a little lopsided or it could be really lopsided one client i work with <laughs> she thought that she could use the other side's agreement as a shortcut And she wound up regretting it because it took more time to remove the terms that could jeopardize her project. You see, because the customer used a cookie cutter standard form that really didn't reflect the transaction. And as a result, my client learned the hard way that she actually would have saved time presenting the customer with her own proposal instead of trying to work with theirs and renovate it. But sometimes you do get stuck with a customer's purchase order terms. And if that is the case, please be sure to read the terms carefully, the payment terms in particular, because it's better to discover unacceptable terms at the beginning of the deal when you still have time to negotiate it, than at the end when you're stuck waiting for your money. You might also want to talk to your lawyer about the battle of the forms. Now, we don't have time to get into a lot of detail about how it works in your business. That's what you need to talk to them about, because that will be determined by your specific buying and selling processes. But in a nutshell, contracts are formed in the U.S. when there's an offer, an acceptance, and what we call some form of consideration, usually money exchanged for goods or services. Now, the common law system on which the U.S. law is based uses a last-in-time rule to determine whose terms and conditions prevail. In other words, the party that's got the last say on acceptance is the one whose terms and conditions rule. Now that could be the buyer or it could be the seller. Now when both companies have standardized agreements with conflicting terms in it, it leads to what's called the battles of the form. For each side jockeys to be the last in line to accept. Sound confusing? Let me give you an example to make it more concrete. Let's say I ask you for a quote to paint my offices and you send an offer itemizing materials, labor, payment terms, the start date, and an estimated time for completion. Now I'll send back an acknowledgement acceptance that has a new start date and different payment terms. Guess what? Unless your offer said that I can't change the terms of the deal, my terms will govern because it's the acceptance, the last step, and you might get paid later than you expect. When I explained that dynamic during a company training program one time, a day afterwards I got a call from one of the people in the course. She just returned to her office where there was an order acknowledgment sitting on her desk. But instead of signing off like she usually did, she read it this time, and she was shocked to find significant differences in the payment terms when compared to her quote, her offer to sell. She told me that before she used to treat those acknowledgments like a receipt, that the customer was sending a receipt, they received the quote. Now, she realized the legal significance of that last step, and she was better able to protect and improve the company's cash flow position. Because now she negotiated. She went back and she said, "Uh uh-uh, this is the way it's gonna be. And they worked it out. They worked out the timing. Now the last contract solution I wanna share with you for improving your cash flow before wrapping up is also known as a bank line of credit or a loan. Oh gee, Hannah and I, we could have just started with that one, right? No. Because every smart business banker will first examine the processes in your business before granting credit. See, a good business banker is a business partner who's always going to look for ways to help you improve your business and your processes. So you can make it easier for your banker to show you the money by doing it first. Tighten up your own contract terms. Use a contract. Tighten up your invoicing practices and collection practices first. Because see, the bottom line here is that contracts are an often overlooked resource by entrepreneurs, small businesses, and startups for engineering a healthier bottom line. Be smart. Use them wisely to protect and to improve your cash flow. You've been listening to Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you found this episode to be helpful, please leave a comment and share it with a friend you for joining me today. You can get more information about today's guest and the show notes on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel Kelchner will be back with more business information and inside scoop you need to succeed in your business. Till then...